Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Blue View podcast. Today we are here to talk about the game against Sheffield United. We've won four one, as you as you will know if you watched it, and it's it was a brilliant game really. So today we've actually got a guest on with us for this match review. Usually we do match reviews on our own, me and Dubois. We did one before um, against Krasnodar, but we've managed to get a very very good Chelsea account on from the community, which you will know. So it's going to be CFC Yaya. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? It's good. Thanks for coming on, agreeing to coming on, talking about the game for us, um, with us. It's going to be a very simple episode, guys. We're just going to go through three players who we thought played really, really well today. So we're going to start off with the main one. It's going to be Hakim Ziyech. So, Dubois, what did you think about his performance in particular today? Oh, I'm running out of words for Ziyech, man. This guy... Every time he plays, you know, he's up in his game to another level. And today, you know, we're seeing the best of Ziyech. Admittedly, uh, I think he didn't start the best. He, he was, you know, his passes weren't as accurate as they normally are. So that's one thing. But again, with a player like Ziyech, you know, you've got to realise that he's creative and he'll be expansive with his passes and he'll make those passes that other players won't attempt. So I think, you know, I think we shouldn't really look too much upon that because, you know, he, more often than not, he will find that pass. And second half especially, you know, we saw him and why we bought him really for a bargain as well. Uh, I thought he, he was man of the match, rightly so. Uh, and everything about him, you know, it was arrogant and it was a good arrogance that I think Chelsea really, really needed that we didn't have, especially last season with Willian. And now we've got Ziyech and it's, I, I, I literally run out of words to describe him. I think he's, he was our best player. And if you can improve upon this, then, you know, he will very quickly become one of the best in the league, I reckon. So it's early days, but the signs are yeah, incredible. Yeah, so Yaya, do you have anything to add to that, really? Because for me, I'm going to, um, after you've spoken, I'm going to whip off a few stats I've got from Zich today, which I thought was, like, ridiculous. But do you have anything particular to add to what Dubois just said about Zich? I mean, Dubois has been spot on, but, you know, like I said, after Hazard, we've just lacked that kind of, you know, creativity from the wing. And I think ZX, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's added that to us. It's a whole other dimension. His knee post-passing, as soon as our players start to click with that, I'm telling you, we're going to be, we're going to be bagging goals left, right, centre. And it's, it's, forget aesthetics. Aesthetics, he's passed the test with ease. His stats that he's producing, it's not a joke. You, you can't make it up. Yeah, exactly. I think, as you said there about bagging goals, I think we've got 14 in our last four games, which is crazy. So. Yeah, I mean, Ziyech was just ridiculous today. Some of the stats that I've got here, I mean, Ziyech has created six chances for Chelsea today, the most any Premier League player has created in a single home game this season. So that was really, really good. Um, so far this season, Ziyech, five goals and assists, three man of the match awards in four starts. That's just, again, ridiculous. And then some of the other ones I've got here, um, actually a toy from you, Yaya, that Ziyech averages a goal contribution every 74.6 minutes, ridiculous, which is man. outrageous, man. Like, Honestly, I, I put a tweet out as well about like the left-footed you know, winger. We haven't had one since Robin, and it's just yeah. like people want, you know, Chelsea fans really value that, but you you just don't, you won't know how valuable a left-footed winger actually is until you have one on your team. Like it's there the is just something special you know. about them. What's that? It's the price too. It's just it's unreal, you know. Yeah, exactly. And especially down the right, you have Rhys James with his right foot. Like, Rhys James is an unreal crosser, but to have two unreal crosses on the same side, it's like, honestly, I just, it's crazy. I'd run out of words with him, really. Hopefully, he can continue this. I know he will. I mean, 
to be honest, I actually predicted that Werner would have the biggest impact, the quickest impact, but Ziyech probably definitely has, especially going forward. Um, yeah, just ridiculous, really. So, Ziyech, one of the key talking points of today's game, guys, man of the match, of course. So, another player I wanted to talk about quickly with you was Tammy Abraham. Now, I know, Yaya, you're quite a big fan of, of Tammy Abraham. Um, so, what did you think about his performance today? I thought, personally, for me, he had really, really good hold-up play. Um, something me and Dubois have spoken about on a previous podcast before. We we actually think that Giroud has been helping him in training quite a bit because, obviously, before, um, a little while ago, T Tammy Abraham didn't have the best hold-up play and, you know, link-up play wasn't really there. But this season, it seems to have really improved. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, just hear me. This might sound weird, but he did have a very Giroud-esque kind of play style today. You know, his first touch, his hold-up, his flicks, his link-up is getting a lot better too. And, you know, he's, he's, he's made a lot of cameo appearances this, this season. He's not side a lot of games, but every single game he's had an impact, you know? And you can't just brush that aside. And the fact that he's not a starter for us is just beyond me. I mean, the depth we have, we can't even complain. Yeah, the depth this season is actually crazy. Like, you've got Kovacic as well coming in, who we're going to speak about next, who's, like, to have these players, you know, like, when they're not even starting, is just, like, mind-blowing, really. We really are blessed this season. Dubois, did you only have anything to add to what Yaya just said about Tammy Abraham? Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. I mean, I personally, obviously, been a massive advocate for Giroud to start. You know, sometimes when Abraham has started, I've been a bit critical of the selection, but he's proved me wrong. I mean, Tammy Abraham, he's contributing every single time he plays now. Um, there's not many strikers who have, you know, now what we're seeing, he's got that aerial ability, that link-up play as well as having the pace to get in behind and be clinical. And he's, he's bringing it all together um, and he's showing progress from last season. So, you know, he's, he's earned his starting spot at the moment and, you know, fair play to him. I hope it continues. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, Tammy's still showing a lot of fight. I really like that, you know, like, often meme, like, passion and stuff, but... For strikers, it's actually important, you know, the, the will to get in the box, to score goals. The position Tammy always has is, is really, really good. So I'm really liking his fight. You know, he's had a good attitude to being dropped a few times by Werner. Um, you know, you could say he sort of expected that, but you don't know how a player's going to react until it actually happens. And I've been impressed with him and Giroud, really. So there's also, like, as we're doing really well on the pitch, but we're also striking a nice balance between, like, good like squad depth, also squad morale, like squad... You know, you know what I mean, guys. It's it's really really good to sort of see how happy everyone is and gelling and things like that. No one's complaining, no one's moaning, and it seems like Frank has helped a lot with that. You know, we saw. I know it's a long while ago, but an instance with David Luiz. Obviously, anyone who sort of, I'm not say challenges Lampard, but sort of tries to disrupt or, or or upset the squad or you know find a find an imbalance. Lampard seems to deal with that really really well. So um, I have to praise him for that. So yeah. So the last player we're going to talk about from today's game particularly was Mateo Kovacic. Now, I saw a lot of people at the start saying obviously he didn't start very well. But then, you know, a thing that I was noticing a lot during the game, especially at the start as well, he was playing number eight today. And what Kovacic usually does at number eight, he sort of floats around, he goes past players, but he doesn't really shoot often and he doesn't really contribute going forward. He's just more of a ball progressor. You know, he will take people on, etc. And he does it really nice on the eye, but he doesn't go that extra mile. That's what a lot of people say. But today, personally, I thought he did go that extra mile in terms of running in behind players. 
I've, I've never actually seen Kovacic like running behind a defence like he did today. Especially like the example was the first goal we scored with Tammy Abraham. Ziyech floated the ball over and Kovacic made a run like a striker. Like he ran in behind and then cut it back for Abraham. And I've just never seen him do that. So, Yaya, what are your overall thoughts about Kovacic as an eight, Kovacic's future in the starting eleven? What do you think about what's going to happen with him this season? Because obviously, again, it's another another thing of squad depth. You know, we have so many options and. I remember Alex Goldberg saying that what Kovacic needs to do is force Frank Lampard's hand and I felt like he did that today. So what do you think about Kovacic? I think, yeah, first of all, it's just probably best to remind people that he was our player of the year. I mean, you, you know, you can't you can't forget that. And there has been a lot of kind of controversy around where his future lies at Chelsea, which for me, I, I think it's complete, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, today, you know, he's the right at the beginning. He saved us from conceding that goal. Um, he didn't start off well, but to be fair, our our whole team started off slow. And I think today he was really proving to us. You know, him getting into the final attacking third. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, he kind of messed up on that one chance. But I, I don't know, man. He was, for me today. He kind of. It's like he was looking at all the responses from Chelsea fans regarding him, and he just said. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm worthy enough to play for Chelsea. We're brilliant. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's what all these players have to do, guys. When they come into the eleven, if they're not playing, they have to force Frank's hand to make it into the team. It's not going to be easy. We have so much squad depth. It's not like last season where you can go like, like pretty much all the team you'd have as nailed on starters for certain personnel. It's not like that anymore. So it's going to be very, very interesting with the, the starting yeah, you know, people were saying he can't pass, which I find ridiculous. Oh yeah, Coventry can definitely pass, and people were saying as well, like as you mentioned there, yeah, that one chance, but that was actually a, a ridiculous block. And if you actually watch the replay, he was literally just about to pass to Werner um, yeah, for a He was literally just a few seconds. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I, I think people were just like nitpicking, and it may even be agendas with Kovacic to be honest, but. Anyway, Dubois, do you have anything to add about what we just said there about Kovacic? I mean, it was just a fantastic performance, really. Yeah, it was. I think, like Yahya mentioned, yeah, he started a bit slowly. I thought Kovacic, it might have been a confidence thing. I mean, this guy has been in and out of the side unjustly, I'd say. I mean, like Yahya mentioned again, player of the year last year. And I know Paisha are a massive fan of Kovacic. And, you know, it's rightly so. I think his ball progression, I think we definitely saw it in the second half. He looked to be more confident. He was taking on players. And the Kovacic we saw last season and the disrespect he gets baffles me because every time he plays, you know, he's putting in his 100% and he brings another dimension to that midfield. Um, so hopefully he's got a, a future at Chelsea. I mean, I think it would be very stupid to let him go. Um, and yeah, I think today's performance showed that. Whether he continues to stay in the starting eleven is one to keep an eye on, but I definitely hope so because Kovacic has got a bright future, and it's easy to forget he's quite young. You know, he's got a lot of experience uh, behind him, which helps. So I think Kovacic should be crucial to our plans. Um, and yeah, I mean, another another player who deserves a lot more respect, especially on Twitter. Um, but we'll see where this goes, I guess. And also that he can play in a pivot as well. This is not only 4-3-3, it's also a pivot. So it gives Frank Lampard two options there if he wants to go with either formation. So it's quite nice to have a player of Kovacic's ability on the bench if that's where it has to be, to be honest. Even though I'm a massive fan, I'm just 
if we're winning games and, and he's on the bench, then fair enough. It's just when I have a problem is, you know, when we're, when we're drawing a game or we're losing a game and we really need some impetus in the midfield when, like, certain times he hasn't come on or he maybe should have started, uh, that's when I have a problem. But, again, that's down to personal opinion. So, I mean, anyway, guys, today was a fantastic day. We wanted to get this episode out for you today just to sort of go over a few things and just sort of, like, good vibes really isn't it today a very very good performance I think we're one point behind um, the leaders Southampton and also one point behind Liverpool in second so um, what we're going to talk about lastly guys is our fixtures coming up now we've got our five fixtures after the international break so the international break is next then we've got our next five fixtures which is Newcastle away Renaway in the Champions League then we've got Tottenham at home Sevilla away and Leeds at home so Yaya would you like to Give us some predictions for the next five games in terms of points out of those. Um, we've got five games coming up. To be fair, I'm not. I'm not going to be, you know, really optimistic. Um, I think the only talent. I think Newcastle should be. It should be a win. We've got no excuses there. Wren again. That should be a win. Tottenham. Interesting. Because last season we absolutely dominated them. I know, I know we lost them penalties. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna ignore that game. But last season we dominated them. You know, really, really good performance. We played three at the back. It was, yeah. I think we could get easily get the win over Tottenham. Sevilla, that's gonna be, that's gonna be tough. I don't, I don't get why people put Sevilla down as a team. You know, there was so much. There was a lot, a lot of hate on Lampard for getting that nil-nil draw. I don't agree with that. Sevilla are an amazing team. They're tactically very, very, very well set up. I just think we cancelled both. You know, each manager cancelled each team out. Um, I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be. I, I don't say. I'd, 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 I don't say. I'd be happy with the draw. I wouldn't mind, just depending on the performance. But I'd, I, I would want to win. And Leeds United against very high intensity. They press a lot. So, if we get the win, I think it'd be a bonus. So, out of five games, I'm saying anywhere between. 10, uh, 12, yeah, around 12 points is good. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, I look at the games and I think we could easily slip up like in numerous positions. But then I look at the fiction and I'm thinking like, if we're on top form, really, we realistically win all of those if we're playing like this. But when when usually we look at like fixtures in a bunch and, and whenever I say, oh, we're going to win all of those, we never do. So I'm definitely not going to say that we're going to win all of those. But Time to find out what Dubois thinks. What do you think about these next five fixtures and any particular fixture where you think we may slip up? Yeah, well, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to be optimistic about this. I think, firstly, for my own benefit, in case I, I'd say 15 points and then Twitter destroys me. But I think now the international break, it might be a bad thing for us. I mean, we've got momentum. So looking at the fixtures, it's tricky. I mean, if we were, if there was no international break, I'd definitely say you know we could challenge for 15 but Newcastle I think it's a win Rene Ren I think away it will be tough but I think Chelsea should beat them so I'm gonna go win there Tottenham's a hard one because at home we normally do well and I think it'll continue so I'd say win there so that takes it to nine Sevilla I spoke uh, to Pice about this before the pod actually and I, I think we all lose to Sevilla I think again like I said they're very disrespected I mean Considering, I think they've only lost like twice since February, and they've played some very good teams. 
Um, so I, I think it could be like a really close 1-0. So I think that's the one we'll really struggle with. So it might be a 1-0 severe. I'm going to go with there. So I reckon we'll lose that. And Leeds, another one I think, it, although you know recently they haven't done that well, but it's just got that sound to a fixture where it'll be a tough night. So, I mean, I'm going to go with a draw. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll win three of them. We'll lose one and we'll draw one. That's my prediction. Yeah, again, that's fair enough. It's easy to say we're going to win all five of them, you know, with our form right now. But realistically, that would just be, like, ridiculous if we did that. And to be honest, out of those five fixtures, I'm looking forward to all of them. But the one I'm looking forward to the most is Newcastle away because historically we don't do very well there. So it's kind of like a cursed ground for us. Um, I think if you go over sort of the last 10 years, I think we've only won a few times. So uh, we lost last season. You know, we, I think we won the season before with Sorry, but that was off a, a Hazard penalty and an Alonso tapping. So that was a bit of like a, a lucky result, could you say? And then I think, you know, seasons before we've lost with Conte, you know, so Newcastle away is going to be a dodgy one for me. It's just that sort of ground, kind of like Everton away. I don't, I never get sort of confident for Newcastle and Everton away, but. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. As long as we beat Tottenham, I think is the main thing for me. That'll be a very, very good result if we beat Tottenham, and also like shut up a few people, rival fans who are saying oh, our signings can't do it in the big games, etc. You're only playing bottom of the league and and so so and Barnsley and all that. So um, yeah, I just think Spurs and um, Newcastle are going to be the key games in those fixtures. And then if the Champions League, you know, if we can get a win against Wren and then maybe get a draw away at Sevilla. I won't be too mad at that. And then Leeds, I expect us to win just because they press so high. I think Werner could get a few goals in that game, maybe two or three. You know, they lost 4-1 to Crystal Palace today. And Crystal Palace are not an attacking side. So that's going to be very, very interesting. I expect us to put a few goals past them. But anyway, guys, that's going to be the end of the episode for today. I hope you have enjoyed. We've gone through a few key talking points and some predictions at the end for our next five fixtures. We've got the international break now, so um, we're going to try, me and Dubai will probably do a few episodes, a couple of episodes in the international break. We're going to try and figure some things out, see if we can get some guests on to talk about some different subjects. So to help us out, if you wouldn't mind, if you want to put some subjects down below that you want us to talk about during the international break that we can make podcasts on, that'd be brilliant. And also leave guests down below that you'd like to see feature on the podcast. Thank you to Yaya for coming on. Would you like to add anything? Um, I really appreciate your account personally. You're a very, very good account. I just want you to join the Hazard brand next. So what do you think about that as well? <laughs> uh, we're making Gilmore FC global, bro. Oh, that's fair enough. I like Gilmore as well. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, anyway, thank you for coming on, Yaya. Hopefully you can come on again in the future. And Dubois, always thank you for, for coming on as well and doing this with me. It's been a pleasure so far. Um, so thank you guys for listening and um, yeah we'll see you in the next episode thanks and goodbye